In today's episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with the folks from Critical Match. Critical Match is a matchmaking app that allows players to find potential game masters that fit their standards. Whether you want to find an in-person or a virtual game set in a particular fantasy or sci-fi setting, Critical Match is the app for you. Now, with all that being said, we didn't go in detail about how the app was created, what was the inspiration for the app, so to speak, and we got to find out a little bit about the developers on the app. I made sure to put links below in the description so that you can see for yourself and sign up to the newsletter. You will not regret it. Now, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Hey, folks, Brian here. So today we have a really special guest on the show. Um, he is the founder of Critical Match, an app that I think is going to revolutionize the D&D and tabletop industry. But how you doing, my friend? Good to see you. Good to have you on. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much, Brian. I was expecting this meeting uh, for a long time, and I'm very happy to be here today with you. I'm really glad that um, I'm really glad that you're here. But tell us a little bit. Um, introduce yourself to the audience for those folks who don't know um, when you know. How did you How did you get into D and D? But um, take us through that journey a little bit. So I think it's a it's an old story. Like a lot of people shares like. Uh, it was like 20 years ago, uh, I always was the lone boy on the school, and I always was into fantasy, and then I discovered Dungeons and Dragons, so I started playing with some friends, but it was hard to find play uh, games even there and, and people to play with. Uh, so it, it was, I think one year I was playing with some friends, a campaign, then life happened, and yeah. 10 years later, it's when actually started, that means like five years ago. Um, and I started playing like daily almost. <laughs> oh, wow. So because I said, oh, wow, this is amazing. So I just wanted to get as much games as I could. Mm -hmm. And then I was alone making my own uh, adventures. I mean, looking at adventures and preparing for the games. Yep. And it also helped me because I moved uh, to Germany to live. And this is the best way to find people to play with. Yeah, and true. I found a guy who was 10 minutes from me with the, with the car. So we met once a week to play with other people. And Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the way I play. I started to play Dungeons & Dragons. So, but I think I didn't introduce myself. My name is Borja Sanchez. <laughs> you got lost in D&D, &D, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, so my name is Borja Sanchez. I'm 34 years old. I just recently have a baby. So I'm congratulations <laughs> on that. Cheers. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, uh, no one told me that it's not a good idea to start a company when you also start a baby. <laughs> but either way, uh, we are here and I'm using most of my time between the two things. But I just don't sleep. Happy. It's okay. You just yeah, don't sleep. It's a decision. Just don't sleep. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, but that's interesting. So kind of stepping back, you got into, you know, you were playing D&D. You got into fantasy specifically, which is, uh, I, I point that out because you could have gotten into science fiction, right? You could have gotten yeah. into like, you know, aliens versus predator. You could have gotten into any of that, but you chose fantasy. What yeah. about fantasy was it that you enjoyed versus other genres? 
uh, I think it's the 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 magic of itself. Like mm. you can uh, ab absolutely you get influenced uh, influence from all other um, sure of course uh, media that it's there. And I do see the lonely uh, wizard just throwing <laughs> fireballs wherever mm -hmm. and going around into adventure uh, with the simplicity of it. Uh, so science fiction is more okay. You cannot breathe into the spare. You need this, you need that. Uh, fantasy, medieval fantasy or high fantasy is like much more, I think, easy on this. You can just pack your things and move and you are into adventure uh, in the first two steps. Um, yeah, but, that's, that's interesting. That's true. Yeah. That's but the thing, I think the thing that most influenced me was books. And wow. I started with uh, a few books uh, because I was learning English. As you can see, English is not my first language. <laughs> no worries. And uh, I always wanted, so I was, uh, I started to speak English in at young age before even I was always ahead of my school uh, because I wanted to learn. So I started with Artemis Fowl, the book, oh, because nice. I have a friend who says, you want to learn English here? And he, she gave me the book of Artemis Fowl. That is not an easy one. And okay, there I started. Yeah, I said, she, oh. th she threw you in there, man. <laughs> so I said, wow, I like this. Then I started with my own books. And then I started, okay, I like this fantasy. And in Spain, there is also good uh, Spanish writers of fantasy. And I started also reading some of them. And yeah, that's how I started. Interesting. So, and, and I, I think that's very interesting because... So most people, you know, at least from my experience, have started out with the Lord of the Rings and with things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in this case, like for myself, I got into fantasy through Lord of the Rings, but also through comic books, because I think comic books really did a kind of has a hybrid approach. But yeah. what I find extremely interesting is something you stated about fantasy. There is a myth and wonder to it. There's some sort of magic behind it versus mm. science fiction. Sci-fi usually has some sort of logic behind it. Not yeah. saying that that isn't important, but okay, if you go into space, let, let's pick um, Star Trek, for example. Mm -hmm. Star Trek, I think, is the quintessential uh, science fiction representative, so to speak, yeah. where... Um, it has a logical scientific yes. <laughs> reason for everything um, versus fantasy. Things happen. Yeah. Because of magic, but there's more imagination with it. You might have to think outside of the box and accept things for the way they are sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't need this, this, all this science behind this. If something happens, uh, the explanation at the end of the day is magic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you can, can just... come with uh, very cool ideas. And uh, for example, like Brandon Sanderson, uh, he always said that he loves to have certain logic into the magic. Yes. That's why uh, he yes. created his books. But but because this is not common. <laughs> no, it's not. In high it's fantasy. Not. So he did it, but that's not common. So I, I this is the part I love the most. And it's, it's, it relates a lot with Dungeons and Dragons because the freedom of playing Dungeons and Dragons that gives you, uh, I'm talking right now for of TTRPG in general. Sure, sure, the sure. The freedom that gives you 
instead of playing a video game. It's amazing. And it's the same freedom that high fantasy gives you with it's just magic. That's why I've gravitated out of video games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, you know, I've played Diablo. I love Diablo yeah. 3. It was fantastic. I used to play a lot of the Pokemon games. Mm -hmm. um, I was a huge, that's actually probably how I got into RP, like video game RPGs was through Pokemon. Um, but I always, it always left me wanting more because it was, okay, I start the game and I finish the game. There's no open world concept. Yeah. There's, there's nothing, you know, I can see where MMORPGs like World of Warcraft make it where you can really do whatever you want in the world, yeah. right? It's up to you, but there's always an algorithm or there's always something that blocks you from actually doing everything you want yeah. versus in Dungeons and Dragons, at least you know, the homebrew campaigns that one, I play in and two that I DM, I have it where I can truly say that I run a 100%. It is up to you type adventure. If you, which again, you're more than welcome to play in my game. Um, I'm giving you that invite uh, because it is something where yes. you can play. <laughs> and if listen, if you want to be a chef in the world and yeah. that's all you want to do, yeah. I can, we can run that campaign for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah and I yeah. think that's how it should be. I think that's what Dungeons and Dragons should be. So, um, oh, question I did want to ask you. Do you do you yeah. typically DM or play? So when you were I, meeting up with this friend, were you DMing or playing? I usually DM. Okay. Uh, but at the beginning, I was, mm -hmm. was, so with this friend, I was playing. But yeah, I usually okay. DM, yeah, in both English and Spanish. Oh, there you go. Um, so, and actually for the audience out there, we may go into Spanish. We're holding back so that we can be, <laughs> you know, you know, we can have, but we'll, we'll probably go into Spanish. Uh, yeah. Just letting the audience know, but there will be probably subtitles. <laughs> but point is, <laughs> um, so, okay, so you started playing, but why, what was the transition for you like, right? When you started playing, why did you become a DM? So the thing is, how can I explain this is, I, I think whoever who actually loves Dungeons and Dragons, I don't mean casually plays once a month, I mean, loves Dungeons and Dragons, the freedom, the, 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 the opportunity that gives you to DM, to improvise a scene that mm -hmm. you, you got everything ready, but someone goes way off the road that you expected. But you still making make it work. Yep. And it so I've got Gosbumps playing a scene with a with a player. Mm -hmm. And it was improvised, but Gosbumps. And this is amazing. This is a, a sensation you cannot get anywhere. No, no, you can't. Anywhere. So and it's it's very sad that the community is not more together in playing games. Actually, and like like to find a game and that's why we're talking today about critical match because there is so much opportunities there to play the games you want with mm -hmm. amazing people and get these ghost bumps every i don't know every two weeks for three hours true it's uh it's it's amazing it's amazing that's why i decided to dm i still play as a player but the dm gives you gives me the, this godlike power to move around yeah it gives and... you it gives you creative freedom but, yeah absolutely you know, <clears throat> absolutely because one thing that i've realized is when you play not often um or rather oftentimes when someone plays 
you have DMs who let you, they'll let you do things, right? They'll say, oh, you can do this. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do that. But necess- it's not going to 100% unless you have a really yeah. good dungeon master or game sure. master that says you could do whatever you want, right? Sure. Except keep within these parameters. Yeah. Right? Obviously, don't break the game. Don't, don't create a stone that has endless <laughs> wishes. Like, yeah. okay, you can't do that. Um, but what you can do is, like I, you know, like I said, run a game that the player is basically player-centric. Oftentimes when you play, you don't have that freedom. So as yep. a dungeon master, you get to do whatever you want. And let's yes. be and let's be honest. A lot of times players want to, and people in general, want to world build. They want to write lore and they want to mm. create stories. And unless you have a really solid group of people, yeah, it's hard to do that because, and it's something you've probably encountered, and I would love to hear more about it different types of player personalities at the table (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) you know you have people um you know you have people get in my that you know that they want to just be murder hobos murder yeah (laughs) you know you have people who are just you know all about lore they want to learn about the lore they want to explore the world you know and then you have people that just want to go into a dungeon you know get loot and and get out and that's Mm -hmm. fine it's just understanding what that balance is so as a dungeon master and in your i would love to hear your experience like why do you think or rather how do you think dungeon masters can balance that out balance all those type of personalities out so uh i'm so i i i know i don't have the answer (laughs) yeah I'm, I, I 100% I don't have the answer. There is a lot of training or like outside of the box training. You don't have to go to university, but to be a proper DM. Yeah. Anyone can jump into a game, be a DM, improvise. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. But if you want to do it right, you have to learn. And what you're doing, for example, uh, I think this is amazing to give to, to let people know how to how to learn to be a DM, how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is people's, people have to be aware. You need to put hours into that. The best way to do a thing is to be flexible. Okay. If there is a fight and some people wants to role play and some people wants to just kill everything that moves, you can allow it until a certain degree, as long as it doesn't affect the game, blah, blah, blah. And you are flexible. Sometimes you give the murder hobbit the opportunity to kill a full town, but maybe this town is just ghosts once he finished or give the people the the one who doesn't who only wants to role play a romantic npc character that just appears from time to time and they have or maybe use their background mm-hmm. a lot of people loves to build their own background i think it's flexibility just be flexible uh, be aware of what you're doing on the time and just give everyone a little uh, piece of cake uh, of the game and i think that's all but Again, you need a lot of time to invest in order to be a really good DM. That's very true, though. I like what you said is to be flexible. Mm -hmm. If you're not flexible, you're going to break. You're going to start to hate the game because you want to control everything. You want to say, you have to do this, you have to do that. And I think something that you and I have learned as becoming, you know, recently becoming fathers 
we can't control it. We can't, if our, <laughs> you know, if our child wants to do this, they're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, same thing with players. If the player and we, but you know, we encourage this. If the player wants to, you know, explore this thing or do that thing, then that's a good thing. Let them do that. Yeah. Let them explore that. Um, I find that very interesting and I find it extremely important, the opportunity and the ability to be flexible, to really, um, to, to really, and I'm trying to think of the word, I'll probably say it and you'll, you'll understand, but I say, right. It's it's the emphasis of let them just be who they are as you know, that this is part of the game. They're taking two to three hours every week right? yes. to play as well and to have fun. So you yeah. have, we should be able to facilitate that. For sure. It's not your game. It's everyone's game. Exactly. It may be the world that you are creating and that you've created with your players. But in this case, it's mm-hmm. also their game. Yeah. So um, with that being said, for your, you know, especially now, you know, when you transitioned from being a dungeon master, were you running more modules or were you running more homebrew? So the thing is, I don't have the time or the imagination to create my own world because I, I, I'm, how to say it, um, soy muy exigente. I don't know how yeah, to say it. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So the thing is that if I want to create a world, would be so well done that I don't have the time or the imagination to do it. Yeah. So I prefer to get a, a module and play of course i give myself a lot of freedom mm-hmm. and i love to introduce the background on of each character on the module i do the side quest only for that character based on the background i have a list a chronological list of when more or less they should encounter or move forward with their background uh but yeah 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 absolutely so, module so i was so basically what i'm understanding for the audience out there because you know again there are certain phrases, and I've talked about this, you know, growing up, there are certain phrases that I've learned that don't translate specifically, which it's a shame <laughs> because they are beautiful phrases and sayings. But what you're saying is that from a time perspective, the type of campaign homebrew world that you would want to create, mm-hmm. you don't have the time for because it would be so detailed and you would want yeah. to get into the weeds of it, right? You yeah. would want to become, you would want to really which I understand you're what I've, what I know, you know, from our conversations, you, you really, you are a detail oriented person, but you Mm -hmm. want there to be logic in the magic, right? You want people to know like, Oh, this is the history of this one twig or this one tree. Here you go. (laughs) And especially with running critical match, it's definitely, you know, you you don't have, and with a four month old, (laughs) you have no time. So I get that. Um, but with mo- with running modules, what I would say, are you, you know, you mentioned a little bit about how you kind of take the module and you kind of add your own uh, flair mm-hmm. to it, right? Yeah. Um, how much of that time are you prepping? Are you taking the module and saying, just reading it just to get an understanding? Yeah. Or are you taking your prep time to kind of do that extracurricular, so to speak? Uh, so actually, I, I use a lot of time extra. So I, as I as you already said, it's been 
few months that I don't do DM because I don't have the time. Yeah. When I have time, uh, yeah, I do a little bit of prep, maybe for game, like three hours a week, plus this one hour before the game to get everything ready or 30 mm -hmm. minutes before the game and 30 minutes after to just do your notes, etc. cetera. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of time you use for sure. Okay. Because I'm, I'm trying to understand, I'm, you know, throughout these podcasts, I've been trying to understand, or these episodes, rather, I've been trying to gauge how people uh, prep for their sessions, I, you know, and I think it's going to be individualistic. Going back to what we were saying about helping and teaching folks how to uh, be dungeon masters, I think I it's know. all, hmm? I don't know if I have, but because the last game I run, Ah no, I took everything. Ah no, look at yes, this has. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, I mean, and I, I think I took most of them because I finished this game as is like Heroes of Baldur's Gate. Oh, module. I like it. And I also I have these things because if someone says I want to go to that town, I say, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So you search here, or I have uh, post-its. Let me see. Post it here, oh. with notes on the module, and you see. Ah, so what you're <laughs> so what you're doing, and for the audience out there who are just listening, what you're doing is that you're taking more organizational tools such as post-it notes, tags, and things like yeah. that nature, so that your prep time is more efficient. And yeah. when the player decides to go the opposite direction, you can say, oh, okay, I'm prepared for this. You yeah. go to that section and then you can role play and you can yeah. just kind of be more impromptu. Yeah, because I like to take him to flow. You know what I mean? It has to. It has yeah. to. When, when you are like 30, and that happens, like 10 minutes looking for, oh, they say this NPC in that town, where was that town? Oh, I forgot the goldsmith. Where is the goldsmith? Oh, damn it, I forgot the name, blah, blah, blah. I just spent 10 minutes. Uh, it the breaks the like, game. Oh, okay. yeah. It breaks the game. And and because the thing is, is that let's say you play for three hours, right? Let's say from nine, you know, at night to 12 midnight, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. At least... I, you know, I like that schedule, but three hours, you have to immerse them in the, in the game. Yes. You have to say, um, you know, and again, three hours is my, I like three hours. It could be four or five, six. I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, throughout yeah. that block of time, you mm -hmm. have to immerse them. The player has to say, oh, I'm in this world. Yeah. You know, it, I, I laugh at this and for folks out there, you may be shocked, but I, Find this scene from South Park. Um, if you're familiar with the show, South Park, you know, is a comedy show. I of, know, yeah. Yeah, very adult comedy. But yeah. there is an episode called Make Love, uh, Not Warcraft, where they, <laughs> it's a parody on World of Warcraft. And the character, uh, Randy, said, you know, th there's a scene where he said, you know, in this, in, in, in our world, I'm, I am but a simple geologist, but in this world, I am Falcor, leader of the resistance or something yeah. like that. Ve again, it was very comedic. It was supposed to be comedic, yeah. but the, there, the point is that with Dungeons and Dragons, it's the same thing for this yeah, three, four hours. Um, you are supposed to do this. Now I kind of want to dive into critical match because yeah, it's very important for folks. Cause this is, there are people, as we all know, 
who are professional dungeon masters that they make their, you know, their living from running games of professional Dungeons and Dragons. Um, if you're familiar with Adam from the D&D Club, his business is basically that. He runs, you know, he has professional DMs that run professional games of D&D. What I like about this, and this is where I think Critical Match is going to be very successful, but it's also going to be very important. Let's say for folks, whether, you know, for whatever financial reasons, I won't get into that, but being a professional DM, I think is worth, it has a monetary value, right? Mm -hmm. Nowadays, going to a movie theater to watch a film for two hours, three hours, it's very expensive. Yeah. Um, my wife and I saw, uh, we saw the recent Doctor Strange movie. Mm -hmm. And we looked at each other and we said, we're so grateful that we did not spend money on this film because of the time value like great yeah. film but just with you know the economy right now not a great <laughs> you know not a thing to do yeah but i would rather spend 20 dollars for a you know four six hour game of dungeons and dragons where i'm going to be immersed in the game i'm going to be able to you know actively participate yes. in the entertainment and i get to make friends and i get to hang out with people mm -hmm. So in that regard, I have to ask, especially with, with Critical Match and what it does, what is your view on professional paid games of Dungeons and Dragons? So this is something that uh, we, we talk with a lot of professional DMs in order to build mm -hmm. the app, uh, because one thing we say on the team is that we want to create the community app. Yeah. So it's not only our app, we want to change everything the community needs, the community wants, the community is looking for. Mm -hmm. One thing that some professionals DMs tell us, we need a way to manage or professional paid uh, games. Yeah. I'm up to it. I paid for games. Of course, you expect much more from a paid game than for a free. And you are absolutely you, you can tell them, hey, I don't like this, please change it. And they have the obligation as a yes to, to, to change it, as a professional to change it. And but the experience you get from someone who is a professional has no similarity with the ones you play with your friend, with the, the table in the corner, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's much more deep. They can account all whatever you need, your background. You sometimes you didn't notice um, some part of your background is happening on behind screens and mm -hmm. you don't notice, but you see the result. Yep. And this is amazing. Yeah. One thing we want to do on critical match is uh, and this is something is not going to be for the MPP, so for the first version of the app, but we are hoping for the second version of the app uh, that to come is you can uh manage your payments from the app and also manage who has already paid who is missing this session per session and you will be able also to inform from all those people who is looking for a game which are the ways you accept payment it's paypal it's uh Venmo, card, whatever, you know, Venmo, whatever it is yeah. and people who is looking will be very easy for them to know ah okay i can play this table because mm. I also have this way of payment. Yeah. And the, 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 the creators of this game will have all the tools needed for them to manage uh, all these uh, players. Okay, so 
in reality, so let, let me take a step back because I think there is something that we need to mention. With a professional game, you are paying for a service. You are paying for the ability to be entertained and everything. But in the case where something happens that you don't like, whatever it is, you have the ability to say, hey, I didn't really like this. Can we please change it? Yeah. And because of the financial tie, there's that obligation from the dungeon master. Mm -hmm. Now, with Critical Match, just for the folks out there, you know, I mentioned that I think this is going to revolutionize gaming. And I, and I think it will because, one, yes, you're building a community. But two, it's going to be streamlining the actual how do you pay, you know, the pay to play, right? How do you run a game or how do you run a business as a professional dungeon master? You know, there's a lot of different apps right now that don't necessarily facilitate that. It, it Rather, it helps, but they are not geared towards that. A lot of folks that I know either use Meetup, they use Facebook, they use, you know, their website, you know, kind of like through a booking mm -hmm. kind of system, yeah. but it's not designed for that. So I think with Critical Match, there's a lot of great things to happen, but tell me a little bit, how did you come up with Critical Match? What was at the core of it? What was the, what was the inspiration that led you to design Critical Match? So um, very easy. I needed to play D&D and I couldn't find a game. Yeah. So I said, okay, what's the best idea? Search for like an app to play. There isn't, so I start to research and I say, okay, there is not a mobile phone app because I don't want to spend 10 minutes to look for a game. Yeah. I just want to go in, make two clicks and mm -hmm. find a game. Yep. And if you allow me, and this is very important, this is a sneak peek of the oh. app only for you and for your viewers. Thank you. I'm going to be very fast because I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but let's do it. This is how you find a game on Critical Match. So as you can see, you are now inside a game. In critical, mm -hmm. You're inside a Critical Match, but you don't have a game. So what do you do? Click here. And we already show you four games that fits you. Mm. The app will learn from you. And you just have to swipe right if you like it, or swipe left if you want a new table. And in this table, there is a lot of information that we can spend hours talking about, but you get the minimum information that you need is how many seats are available, which kind of game is it? Is it pay to play or is it free to play? It's uh, which language, which platform, if it's virtual, if it's physical, where, more or less, and when, a time or a date. And you can start playing with that as easy as two clicks. Yeah, that's, and what I like about this from what I'm seeing, and for the folks that are just listening in, um, you're gonna have to tune into the actual video portion of it. But um, what I like about that is basically you, well, let me step back. You found a gap. You found a gap in the industry where it is, yes, there are professional dungeon masters, but you don't know where they, like in the grand scheme of things, it's yep. very hard to find a game, right? Mm -hmm. So you developed an app that allows you to search for games, whether mm -hmm. locally or virtually, no matter yep. what. And with simple, you know, with a simple strategy, you want two clicks, which you could, I could see you showed us that in two clicks, you can be signed up for a game and you can, 
you know, basically be on your way to play, whether it's, you know, at that moment or whether it's at a, on a different schedule, you can sign up. And in addition to that, there is the simple features of, you know, swipe left, swipe right, things that we are already accustomed to from a yes. technology perspective. A lot of apps utilize it, not just, you know, folks that automatically think Tinder, but if you think about it, you swipe left and right on different apps. If you're exploring mm -hmm. something, you're swiping up, you're swiping down. Yeah. It's a very easy motion. So now if you're a player, you can sign up for a game. From a dungeon master perspective, you could now set up an I'm assuming you can set up an account, create the type of games that you want to play and, and whatever system put your price mm -hmm. and now you're ready to so now on both ends it's very easy to either pay you know play games or run games professionally and what let me ask you a question has sure. ever happened to you that some people tell you hey uh or or you or some other professional dms uh we want to play a game we don't know which one uh but we only can play fridays at eight will you be dm for us yeah that's happened to me This is going to happen also in Critical Match because people can create tables mm -hmm. and search for Dungeon Master, not only players. Oh, I like. So basically like a group of friends can get together and say, hey, we really want to play. You know, what are you doing tonight? Hey, yeah. I want to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons or I want to play some games. Cool. Let's search for a game. And then I like that idea because if you think about <laughs> it, If you think about it, you on with a group of friends, you know, let's say you were all going to play Dungeons and Dragons for the sake of brevity. Mm -hmm. Dungeon master calls and or texts and say, hey, I'm, you know, I can't make it. Something happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, no problem. On Critical Match, what you can do, we're looking for a dungeon master to run a fifth edition D&D campaign at yep. eight o'clock. Let's search yep. through that. You know, this person has X amount of reviews or this person, oh, we know this person because they're also a content creator or whatever it may be, whatever mm -hmm. the parameters that that group decides to choose from. Yeah. But they can choose that dungeon master based upon their necessities and then start playing. That's fantastic. That's a brilliant idea. And you as a DM can search for tables that are looking for DM. Oh, so from an end-to-end -end perspective, yes. upstream, downstream, you can look... Oh, I like that idea. That's a brilliant idea. Imagine that group of friends that you just exposed. Mm -hmm. They they don't know any DM or they doesn't follow any profile of professional DMs. For sure. Or they say, okay, you just we just throw it here because we are going to be this weekend up in the mountains in this town. And is there anyone there who can roll make a games with us? And we know like you want miniatures, you want immersion, you want everything. We're mm -hmm. going to be there at eight. It is somewhere there. So if you as a DM are looking for, you, you can also can look personal, not only virtual. You can search for that. Ah, this group is looking for a DM. Okay. You contact with, okay, I charge whatever amount. It's okay. Let's go. And you can go and DM for them. I love that idea because that would also be great for folks who are starting out as professional DMs. Yes, absolutely. Where they don't have a base, you know, a, a clientele. Yeah. Um, And they're trying to essentially establish that clientele. I yep. really like that idea. So um, I know you mentioned, again, the apps in development. Uh, yes. I know you mentioned that earlier. When I know, are you trying, are you in this kind of like seed stage of raising money? Are you going with Kickstarter? What, what's going on? 
So we are right now uh, in the seed stage. Okay. Uh, we are open uh, to investment, uh, mm -hmm. but we are either way looking for the kickstart. And okay. why? Some people ask us, I mean, if you get already people interested to invest into your company, why are you launching a Kickstarter? It's easy the question because we will not build uh, the app if the community doesn't want to. Yeah. So the Kickstarter, and I cannot talk a lot about the rewards and Understood. some things that it's going to become. Uh, the Kickstarter is going to give back a lot because we understand that the, the amount we need uh, it's only for uh, so we have a, an idea for for uh, publicity and to uh, to get the servers to the run essentials the applications the essentials but we are going to give back because we want people to get there uh, with the very first reward on Kickstarter mm -hmm. you already get a Discord access yeah. to give us your idea yeah and we are up to it so we are going to launch the Kickstarter in September and if you are subscribed to our mailing that you can mm -hmm. search on criticalmatch.app. Yeah. Um, if you subscribe to our mailings from some from time to time, we are giving back a little bit of what is going on with the Kickstarter. And there is going to be a early bird surprise mm -hmm. for everyone who back us. And unless you're subscribed, you might lose it. So oh. you can just subscribe to our mailing. You will get a lot of information about the app. It's okay. We had a little technical difficulty. So, so last that, so basically subscribe to the email address or the email, I'm sorry, email newsletter, because that's going to really be good to get updates, to get not just information, but also early bird access to the Kickstarter. And what it seems like is that the Kickstarter is going to be really important for the Kickstarter is going to be really important because you're not, not only is it going to give you access to all these great things, but more importantly, it's going to, you know, if the community wants it, you'll build it. If they don't want it, you won't. And therefore, you know, go from there. But I think this is going to be a really good um, as an app. I, I can really see that. We hope so. I mean, uh, it all starts so critical match, uh, matchmaking application for TTRPG. As easy yeah. as that. That's what it is. Critical match is a yeah. I love that. It's it's a it's it allows you to match up with people who want to play games. Absolutely, and that's as easy as you can get it. You can just get there and search for a game. But if you are very involved in Dungeons and Dragons or whatever TTRPG you play, there is a lot of personalization on the app that you can create in order to build a better table. Okay. We always talk about the tables on the app, what those things you saw are tables and you can personalize, you can create, you can change, but there is not much as can, that can I discuss to now, a uh, disclosure, how it's called in Kepodo. Yeah, yeah disclosure, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you don't, yeah, there's, and, and especially a lot of folks understand with non-disclosures and things of that nature, there are some things that can't be said, but. What we can gather just from what you showed me is that yep. <laughs> is going to be a very community-based app. Yep. It is going to be, you know, based upon the table, right? So mm. I'm I'm assuming this, and correct me, you can say whether yep. I'm wrong or not. Okay. It's gonna be very custom. 
you can make a custom table that if you say, hey, I want, you know, I want to play fifth edition, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, and I want it to be a campaign long term. I'm going to meet once a week in this language, in this location. Um, it's, you know, free to play or whatever, five, you know, $5 to play. I don't know, but this is what it is. Five players. And then you can go into detail, right? As a professional DM, I can say, okay, these are my rules. This is what I like to, this is the type of, this is a gritty dark fantasy of fifth edition. This is the module, or this is the homebrew campaign. Here's a synopsis. If you're interested in playing, okay, now here's a group chat that we've created. Here's a link to understand the lore document. There's like, I feel like there's a lot of customization that you can have on the app and basically say, this is the game. If you, you know, I know this is kind of a high level overview, but quite literally, this is the game I'm playing. If you don't want to play, you don't have to. If you want to play, here's every and all details of it. But not only that, it's only going to, it's also going to be very design personalized. Oh, okay. And this is as much as I can read right now. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. So basically, it's the app is completely customizable to you. So from Mm -hmm. even a design perspective, I'm understanding whether it's visuals or whatever it may be, but even the design aspect of it is going to be customizable so that every table you play at, it's unique. And every table that you participate in is going, you're, you're going to have full transparency in the actual game that you play. That's what I'm understanding. Yes. I mean, I <laughs> well, tra- transparency in the sense of, you know, that, okay, I'm playing call of Cthulhu, you know, this edition and, or rather I'll say Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition. It's going to be a gritty, dark fantasy. I'm going yeah. to, I yeah, have to, sure. pick, you know, this is free to play. I'm going to be playing with five other people and it's going to be a campaign set in this line. You know and what I mean? Is, it's transparency. Yeah. And there is also tools for people, maybe uh, yeah, for people to know uh, which safety tools you use. Yep. Yeah. So, for, so what I'm understanding from that is the kind of the trigger warnings, right? This is a gritty yes. dark fantasy that talks about X, Y, Z. If you, you know, that way, again, full transparency, everyone knows what they're getting into. It's yeah. a very, it's, it's really meant to be professional. You are professionalizing the professional DM space. You're giving professional DMs the platform to have their business. But in addition to that, you're giving players the ability to understand and know what type of game they're playing. I can't tell you how many times people have messaged me and have said, you know, I've had this really bad experience at the game store where they were looking for people to play with at the game store and the dungeon master did not go through what they're going to be talking about, what they're going to be playing, what type of style. They didn't give them that disclosure. And then, you know, two, three sessions in, it was completely it was a complete and utter disaster of an experience for them. So they become disappointed and then they don't want to play D&D or they don't want to do X, Y, Z. And unfortunately, the game store doesn't have control over that, unlike an app like Critical Match. Critical Match has that ability to to do that. So I really think that's going to be a wonderful thing. Um, But when does the Kickstarter come out? I want to make sure that we capture that. Yeah, the Kickstarter starts on September. Okay, perfect. But more, but folks can follow you on Instagram, correct? Critical Match they on can Instagram. On Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Perfect. 
but if they want to go a little bit deep on what we do uh, every week, there is a mail that yeah. we inform what we are developing, what we are changing, the news, and a lot, a lot of um, secrets <laughs> okay. that we only tell uh, those more invested the in the company on the mailing. Okay. So if you, so from what I'm understanding, obviously follow, support, um, critical match on social media, yes. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But if you want more of the behind the scenes, look, go ahead mm -hmm. and subscribe to the mailing, to the mailing newsletter. Cause that's going to kind of give you the background behind it. And plus from what you were saying earlier, it'll give you early bird access to the kit, you know, to Kickstarter discord and all that good stuff. And really now we just have to wait till September for the Kickstarter. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But until then, there is a lot to do. Absolutely, absolutely. And all help that comes, and uh, we get some people that says, "Hey, I will. I want to be part of the company as a creator." Or some people who says, hey, "I have this idea." We got a lot of ideas from people who just were interested on the company. Say, mm -hmm. you know what would be cool if instead of that you did this, or I saw this in this image, it doesn't feel like, and we actually change it. Oh wow! Because they, we we thought, oh, it's a very good idea. So we we have a lot of meetings yeah. <laughs> in the company yeah. to discuss this kind of stuff, but we do because it's our very first priority is to build what the people needs. And we we actually did. So people says, you know, this doesn't look quite right because in the community we said this, for example, wordings, no, uh, mm. or maybe you're using a very Spanish translation into that. And in in mm. English we yeah. actually say this, and we say, you know what? that is true <laughs> yeah understood so you're taking a lot of community input in this mm -hmm. app and really designing yeah. it because again at the core of it you this is for the community you're building yes. this out for the community to use that's that's brilliant um i really i'm really excited to see where this app goes and like i've said uh, any way i can help you let me know but um i know also that it is probably pretty late out there for you so i definitely want to yes. be mindful of your time <laughs> i want to be mindful of your time and i want you to spend time with your four month old so again thank you so much y'all for listening and being a part of this, uh, please go follow Critical Match. The link will be in the descriptions below. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and please subscribe to the uh, podcast and leave us a five-star review and tell us what you liked about this episode. If you're uh, watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and leave us a comment below and um, hit that notification bell and do all those good things. But more importantly, be kind and compassionate to one another, folks. Things are going crazy, but you know what? We can get through this together. Again, Brian here. I appreciate it. And as always, folks, keep gaming. Mm -hmm.